0: You're listening to the Take Him With You podcast with Rick and Amy on the Stitcher Radio Network.
1: it's the take him with you podcast i'm rick
2: and i'm amy yeah
1: you like that Oh, it's fun So there you go. Hi, aim
2: Hi. I can't remember. Did I did I sing or or something or was that Catherine on that? was a, Catherine. She Catherine. was helping me with
1: a jingle a couple of years for, ago for
2: and zombie something. It was
1: a takeoff on that. Um, it's a parody song. Uh, yeah, yeah. From I'm a Barbie girl.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we did
1: I'm a zombie girl.
2: Yes, you did.
1: Quite Plagtastic.
2: Yeah, I couldn't. I. I sometimes have a hard time telling my voice and her voice apart, huh. like like I do with, with all of the guys in the family. If you guys answer and just say hello, um, I can't tell if it's you or one of our boys.
1: Ah. Uh, yeah. Okay. We'll be back right after this to talk about what's going on at our house. Wayne Henderson here and I am excited to have
2: three of the top fringe division agents with us today. So, since we're here, we might as well take advantage of the situation and just talk about
0: about how the Fringe Casting
1: with Wayne and Dan podcast is proud to be podcasting about this fifth and final season of the TV show Fringe.
0: Oh, I'm sorry if at this moment when the universe is collapsing I forgot the magic word.
1: For magic word, you meant fringe castingpodcast.com, right?
0: Well, let's not jump to conclusions. I'm not. I don't really know what to say. It's all right, Olivia. You go ahead and fight the Baldies with Etta out on the fringe, and I'll remind our friends to check out the Fringe Casting Podcast at fringecastingpodcast.com. Now, I'm off to get my co-host Dan out of some amber.
1: Thank you for your attention, and have a nice day.
0: And egg sticks.
1: I'm looking forward to... I actually haven't watched Fringe this week because our satellite messed up, so I've been looking forward to it. So it should be good. Of course, you can always be filled in by listening to Fringe Casting with Wayne and Dan. Yeah. Wayne's awesome.
2: Yeah, we'll have to figure out how to get Fringe since our our satellite was messed up that night.
1: We'll figure it out. We We got something new for my birthday, so we can probably watch it on that. Yeah. Kind of fun.
2: So do you want to talk about your birthday here?
1: Do I want you to talk just, about how I'm older now? I'm older just, and wiser.
2: You just celebrated yesterday, from the day we're recording anyway. mm mm-hmm. um, So what did you do on your birthday?
1: Well, I started out with a nice breakfast you made me.
2: And guess what? What? Tell everybody what I did. Um, I didn't burn it.
1: Oh, yeah. You didn't burn it, which is really good. And then we went out for lunch at a... Uh, Chinese restaurant that we like and we had a good time mm-hmm. with our son.
2: Yeah, Andrew Andrew met us there. He got off work early. He
1: even bought my lunch which was really nice mm-hmm. of him mm-hmm. was a, and got me a gift two gifts and I really like them.
2: Mm-hmm. Tell him what you got.
1: I got a cork mug so I can drink uh, f- uh, liquid out of cork's head now from Deep Space Nine.
2: That that kind of sounds odd, but <coughs> no, it's it, cool for me. And it it kind of it kind of goes with it goes with a my
1: Yoda cup Yoda that cup. Al gave me. Mm-hmm. Al gave me a Yoda cup, Alan Joyce, mm-hmm. and a Yoda mug yeah. that you put Star Wars cocoa in. But uh, that was from a year ago or two. I can't remember mm-hmm. how long ago. But anyway, now I have a Quark one. And then um, we were thinking about buying a surround sound system for our DVD. Our Blu-ray machine, mm-hmm. and we've been doing changes around the house because we're doing the front room different now, and the living room turned into uh, yeah. my studio.
2: Instead of having two living areas, we're only going to have one, and the what used to be a little family area is being absorbed as a work right. station area. So.
1: You. Our son helped us and uh, bought me a nice surround sound system that's really fancy, cool.
2: Yeah. By
1: Sony, and it has all this cool stuff I didn't even realize it had on it. Well, and you can get into the internet. You can surf the web with it. You can, um, you can uh, watch Netflix. You can watch. Or you listen to Pandora. You can. Um, you have Hulu Plus and Hulu on it, and tons of different things on it. it's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. And play music. Your iPod can plug into it and play music. And it's pretty cool. Pretty yeah. cool, I guess. Just
2: you All guess. with fantastic sound. Well, it blows everybody I helped away. I helped buy it for you, so it better be.
1: Yeah, you did. Thank you. Yeah. And it it's great. We watched uh We rented, um, which we didn't take back, so now we owe for two days.
2: Uh-oh. <laughs> it's after 9 yeah, o'clock. It is. I guess we'll have it two days. <laughs>
1: uh, we, we got the movie Battleship.
2: Yeah, and I really liked it. Ah, I mean, it was okay. There, there was a little bit of um, swearing in it, so it might not be appropriate for real young kids, and a little bit of violence. But um, it was pretty cool, though. But yeah, I, I think if you have, if you like high, special
1: effects and blowing things up, and
2: like twelve-year-olds and older, they would probably really like it. I think. Yeah. Yeah. I, Battleship. I liked it. You know why I liked it?
1: Um, because of all the hot guys in it.
2: I liked it because it had a happy ending. I like happy well, endings. Well, that's
1: good. You spoil it for everybody.
2: Well, you know, I wish Don't say. Don't I say what it was. I wish some people would tell me if something has a sad ending. Well, there was a little bit of sadness in there, but
1: Marley and Me. Sad ending.
2: Yeah. Should never watch that movie. Mm, I cried. I and won't cried ever and cried. watch it. My daughter said we should watch that movie. I'll never watch oh, it. Oh, it was horrible. Nope. So I don't like movies with sad endings. If I'm going to watch something, I want something that that makes me happy and gives me hope. Well, and then you (laughs) stick around
1: until all the credits are over and then there's an extra scene.
2: Yeah.
1: Which was kind of cool. Yeah. So, yeah. So, that's I got that and I got some cool uh, next generation PEZ dispensers from Mm -hmm. you, which was awesome. Catherine and I. Yeah, Catherine and you. Um, Let me see. I got some really cool... um, Cologne that I like, Dracare nor It
2: it reminds us of Deep, um, Space, Deep Nine. Space Nine. <laughs> yeah.
1: Cardassian cologne.
2: It goes with your quark mug. It does. Yeah, Cardassian cologne and Ferengi mug. That's right. So and know, I got some that. other th-
1: cool things, and it was a lot of fun. So
2: yeah, yeah, um, yeah I did I mean, I kind of went in on a couple gifts for you with, with the kids, with yeah. Catherine and Andrew.
1: And my son, Nathan, and my daughter-in-law, Ivy, got me a cool, uh, a very fun card and a very cool uh, gift certificate so I can buy Next Generation on uh, Blu-ray season two. And guess what, everybody?
2: It's probably going to be your Christmas present for me. Guess what? What?
1: We're going to see Next Generation on the big screen again. Up in Olympia at at the mall, at the theaters there, they're showing... Uh, Q who Q who, which is an episode uh-huh. from season two where we meet the Borg for the first time, and also Measure of a Man, where Data is threatened to be taken apart. And this time, there's twenty extra minutes of footage in it, so we get to see that for the first time in twenty five years.
2: So if a Jane Austen movie comes out in high definition, are you, are you going to go with me?
1: <laughs> I would do that. As long as you bought me popcorn and I could play with my iPhone.
2: <laughs> yeah. Well. <laughs> there you go. We'll see. See? I'll see about that. I <laughs> know. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. It'll work. I don't think you've ever watched a Jane Austen movie with me. But I know a lot about Star Trek. Yeah. Well, the yes, Jane Austen stuff,
1: about five minutes into it, I can't hardly stand it anymore. <laughs> so. Yeah. Sorry, everybody so, that likes Jane Austen. So did you have a good? Now first Steve Austin would be completely oh, you, different. you
2: got to tell our fun, fun story. Okay, we went to an early dinner because you had your art artist reception for the. Yeah, art I put show. my
1: artwork in the Grace Harbor College Fall Art Gala.
2: So before the art gala reception mm-hmm. for the artist, yes, um, <laughs> we went to early dinner and. There's, we went to
1: a Mexican restaurant.
2: And this particular Mexican restaurant has a tradition that if you tell them it's your birthday, they um, bring this big sombrero out, put it on your head. And, and give you a
1: cinnamon and sugar tortilla with whipped cream and chocolate syrup.
2: And strawberries. And the stuff. whole table gets oh, to share really it. So, um, it was going fast. the funniest thing happened next to us. We were in this back banquet room kind of room. And they had you know tables that fit about six people, and then they had these really long tables that big groups could be at. Well, we were at in the little booth that fit the six of us in our family. Yeah. And then there came in a soccer team, a girls soccer team, um, after we'd been seated, and they were well behaved though. We when, didn't really yeah. hear them a whole lot, but, even though they were. A but bunch it of them. was really funny because when the staff came to sing you happy birthday, the soccer team. Joined in and sang you happy birthday, too. So and it was then, this <laughs>
1: big, huge, rousing chorus of happy birthday. But when it got to my name, they didn't know who I was. So it goes, happy birthday, dear. And they all went, <laughs> <laughs> happy birthday. Tea. And then I took a picture of them to put on Instagram and Facebook and, uh, and uh, Twitter. And then they all sang it again.
2: And they said, put hashtag, you know. Aberdeen soccer, mazatlan, or something. And so you did, and they asked you what your name was, and they sang a second time.
1: Yeah. And then they found, all of them found me and put like, they liked the photo. It was pretty funny.
2: Yeah. So it was quite an experience. You had, and it was really nice
1: of uh, my my sons to buy me dinner. That was really nice.
2: Yeah. There is a benefit of, of raising your children to be productive um,
1: members, of society. members of
2: society they can buy you dinner when you get old
1: <laughs> I guess so well it was really nice of and so I had and then I came home and we had uh, cake and ice cream and uh, watched the movie on my new well Andrew helped me put the surround sound. so did you yeah. together and then we plugged it in and watched the movie and I Uh, fell asleep on the chair. It kind of. It was was a great birthday.
2: It was kind of funny, though, because Catherine had to work on schoolwork. So she went in her room, worked on schoolwork. And Andrew went to bed because he got up at like 4.30 for work. So it was just you and I watching the movie. It was kind of. In
1: surround sound. We kept Andrew up.
2: Did, Did we keep you awake, Andrew, last night? He's got headphones on, so he's not listening. But, um, yeah, he's clear. He's at the other side of the house. He probably didn't hear us too badly. But you're yawning. I'm tired. Yeah. All that birthday partying that you did yesterday. Well, it
1: was great. I had a great time. In this. And
2: then today we also had Nathan and Ivy, and we had our whole family here for today lunch. for lunch. Because yeah, so, was- Nathan... Had some work he had to do a video project.
1: Then he helped me hook up the surround sound to my TV as well. Mm -hmm. So they had Ivy and Nathan. So they could hear the TV through it.
2: Ivy and Nathan came for cake and lunch today since they didn't get cake last night. Yeah.
1: So there you go. And so this last week I hung my artwork, which will be starting the display week from my birthday. So it'll be on your birthday. Where the yes. artist reception, my mom and dad are coming down. We're going out for lunch, and we'll have a great time, and it'll be really fun.
2: Yeah.
1: We'll celebrate your birthday. I gave you a yeah. present already.
2: Yes, and I'm using them. I got a birthday present early. I actually have a couple birthday presents early. Yeah, you do. Because I got some greenhouses mm-hmm. um, early, and I've I think I told you, well, if you get me those, you don't need to get me anything for my birthday. Yeah, that'll
1: fly. This doesn't work. She says things like that, but if I didn't get her anything on her birthday, I'd be in big trouble.
2: Well, I told you not to give me... Okay, he he got me a new pair of of headphones for our podcast because... What color are they? White.
1: And they're cool, funky ones.
2: Well, um, the ones I had been using... Were your old, old studio mics no, that no, 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 no. are studio headphones no, that no, no, only no, no, one side no, worked. No, no,
1: no, no, There was a brand new pair that I bought as a backup just in case my good headphones went out. Yeah. And then you rolled over them on your chair and broke them. Oh, yeah. I've never even used okay. them.
2: Okay. Well, one one. So those side... were my good
1: studio headphones that were my replacements for this
2: one. Okay. Just but, so you know. But one side was messed up. Yeah. And you think it was from me rolling over them? Are you sure it was me that rolled over them? Well, I didn't. Okay.
1: I don't ever use them. You were the only ones that ever used them. Oh, okay. So, sorry. Yeah. Headphone killer.
2: I I am really, really hard on headphones. You are. You either
1: chop them in half when you're working on them or you put them in backwards when you're listening to Wayne's podcast or or you uh, roll over them with your chair. I hope you don't do that with these.
2: Yeah, I hope not. Too. I think I probably should just not leave them in the studio because they get rolled over. So,
1: yeah, that's why we were supposed to put them back in the box every time, but they that only lasted twice.
2: Yeah, it's kind of one of those things. Yeah. And for work, I had a couple
1: of things that I did this last week and uh, I had to redo a whole project, but that's okay. That happens sometimes. Yeah. And since the big news is since the last podcast, um, things worked out. It was only probably two days after we did the podcast and things worked out for our lease on the equipment to be lower
2: so somebody must have prayed for us yeah
1: we got a really good deal on insurance and so we were able to get the new studio equipment with a few adjustments and uh, it's on its way yeah so that's kind of cool so thank you everybody
2: yeah thanks for praying because it it we almost didn't get it Yeah, it was it was above the amount that we had said we would feel comfortable with, and um, so we put it on hold. But then, and then I talked to a
1: couple of people, and they suggested some ideas. So I talked to my Apple rep, and they agreed, and everything got signed and happy, and here we are.
2: So it'll be a little bit different than the original, but I don't think the differences are going to be that much. Well,
1: nobody will notice them. I, I know what they are, but it was scary because I got um, I got the uh, the notification. All the stuff was coming, so I put a Facebook post out that I'm getting new equipment and stuff. And then somebody asked me. They said, "So uh, what type of interface did you get?" And I'm like, "Interface? What are you talking about?" Well, I didn't do my research very well, and my board that I use with my PC isn't going to work with the Mac.
2: Yeah, you thought, "Oh, I'll just use the same board I had," you know. But right. then you found.
1: I found out that I needed um, an interface that works with the Mac and with this particular program that I'm using called Logic Pro. So.
2: Now, because of um, your skill at editing, people will not know what just happened as our we computer were computer just crashed. Yeah. And um, so it <sighs> just froze up and we had to wait for a while for it to unfreeze and then go back to. The
1: last thing the that last was working. Yeah, Yeah. So you so- have a little glitch. So,
2: so hopefully, once we get the the new system up and running, and Rick gets it figured out,
1: we
3: won't have we won't anymore.
2: have as many um, crashes and yeah, and have a more stable system yeah for our podcast and mm-hmm. for your your um eLance jobs whatever jobs you have to help around here.
1: Well, so. I'm gonna have some new instrumentation that I can use in my songs, and I'm, that's, I'm looking forward to doing more. Um, Orchestration and stuff for movies and stuff. Yeah, because you make more money doing that than you do
2: and, commercials. And the the odd thing is, you know, you love your iPad, but really, you were using it at a professional level when it was wasn't made to do that. Yeah, and so you were maxing out your iPad and kind of crashing it a bunch too. Which
1: is why I need the iPad iP- four now because it's twice as fast with more processing power.
2: Well, we'll see. Let's let's maybe um, get going on our lease for a while and see how. So, dear, what we're happened? What, that. So, we're
1: very thankful to to our wise friends and to God for opening up doors for us to get our lease. So that was pretty cool. Yeah. Okay, what happened in your week? Anything exciting other than all the crazy stuff you helped me with?
2: Well, I kind of, you know, took the day off yesterday to spoil you on your birthday.
1: Which was great, by the way. Yeah. Thank
2: you. Next week is going to be a really busy work week, but um, I do have Friday off to hang out with your family and do the art show with so- you and on my birthday. birthday. Yeah. And, um, yeah. You did so- that pretty
1: good without any sense of twinging or anything when you said that.
2: Yeah. Well, I'm not as much of a big crowd person as as you are. So,
1: Well, you're hilarious because she, she made some comment about how complaining about what was going on her birthday. And I pointed out to her that every birthday I do something very special for her. And she's still... Is not getting it, but that's okay. That's all right. Oh, yeah. But you don't realize that I always do something special. I've never yeah. missed ever missed your birthday.
2: Yeah, you always remember. you have always You're done really nice things, and I've always got you everything you
1: wanted, ever.
2: You're always good about remembering birthdays and anniversaries. I really can't complain.
1: Yeah, I know. I Just saying.
2: I had complained at one point about going to this big art gala on my birthday, Just they have because, wine there. Why don't you
1: just drink a couple glasses? You won't care.
2: Because I don't like wine.
1: You do like to wine.
2: I don't like to drink wine though.
1: Oh, okay. No, you really don't wine too much. <laughs> yeah, I.
2: Um, I yeah, am not Yeah, we fan were t- wine. we were
1: talking that people can have our wine because we don't really drink. So, yeah, I'll bring a diet Pepsi with me. Mm-mm, tasty. <laughs> yeah. I'll put it in a, in a, in a wine glass
2: Mm, what a a wonderful book! you know i think um this isn't this is grays harbor so i think they are having plastic cups probably for the wine that's hysterical that's what they did at the last art show (laughs) that's true so it's not a really you know ritzy event um well,
1: no. they think it is. Some of the people. It is think for
2: it is. Grace Harbor. Yeah, you might wear wear slacks. Well, I had to g- actually do
1: something. a a jury. They had to vote me in. Mm-hmm. I've never had to do that before. But then I had a contact uh, when we went and set things up that there's a uh, place around here that does a little more high end art stuff, and they really like my stuff. And they were thinking about maybe seeing if I would submit a few pieces and get some bigger exposure. So that's kind of cool.
2: Yeah. That would be nice.
1: But you can't see any of the work yet until next week, and then I'll post some pictures so people can look at. Yeah. Because we had to sign a contract that said we wouldn't show anything on the internet until after the display started. So that's what we're going to do. Yeah. Anything else you did this week that was fun?
2: You know, I I just kind of worked, and we're you know, still working on moving things around, and and setting up your studio differently, I think it's going to be a long process. But yeah, we're, we're I, working on
1: it. I'm trying to be inspired on how we're going to do it, but I don't know.
2: <laughs> it's kind of, yeah.
1: I can yeah. think. I think it'll work. It's just I have to rearrange. I'm going to have to take down my shelf and redo stuff here. So I have a we'll sci-fi shelf, and I'm going to have to redo it.
3: We'll wish see. I had a display
1: case like some of my friends do. IKEA. Here I come.
2: Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah, well, you know, the main thing is to get it functional and, you know, we'll make it work Sure
1: Boy, I bet everybody's just loving this They're like, (laughs) (laughs) what are they doing? Oh my gosh Um, Our good friends, Alan Joyce, got to celebrate Happy anniversary to you guys Yeah, they got got to to celebrate celebrate by going to Disneyland
0: Oh, that's so awesome
1: And they had a great time, I'm sure Mm-hmm. But they're also um, the hosts of the Amazing Race podcast, and I've been watching that and enjoying it. So let's listen about their podcast.
0: Eleven teams of two in an exciting race around the world to win one million dollars on the Amazing Race.
2: I'm Joyce, and I'm Al. On our show, The Amazing Race Fast Forward Podcast, we'll recap each weekly episode of The Amazing Race, give you a rundown on each team, and tell you our predictions on who we think will cross the mat in first place each week, and ultimately win the $1 million prize.
1: We'll also share listener predictions and other interesting information we pick up along the season. Check out the Fast Forward Podcast in iTunes.
2: Or at FastForwardTAR.com.
1: And we'll see you...
2: At the Fast Forward.
1: Alan Joyce, you rock! Hi, this is Chris. And this is Rick. And we're the hosts of the Ragtag Fugitive Podcast. We're celebrating the original Battlestar Galactica series, and we're doing that by uh, watching an episode in total and commenting on it as it runs. And you know what's really fun about it is we're attempting to bring guest hosts in with us so that we can talk kind of like that mystery science theater kind of thing. And we sometimes we make a little fun of the episode and sometimes we talk about how cool it is, so you just never know what you're going to get when you listen.
4: Yes. So come and join us. We're on iTunes. You can find us by searching for
1: Ragtag Fugitive Podcast and we're on the Stitcher Radio Network. You also can visit our cool website and make comments and have fun looking around in the officers lounge and all that jazz by going to Ragtag Fugitive Podcast. Com. You have our word as a warrior. Word as a warrior? Plank down your cubits and come on over and let's play a game of Pyramid, the Ragtag Fugitive Podcast. By your command. And this is a very special episode coming out um, as of, well, today, I think, around today or tomorrow. And it's because you are our guest host, Amy.
2: Oh, okay.
1: We're doing wow. Lost Planet of the Gods Part 1. Mm. And you're on the episode. You told us all sorts of cool facts about Jane Seymour, mm-hmm. who used to be named something completely crazy.
2: Yeah, <laughs> so you'll have to listen to find yeah, out. Yeah, you
1: have to find out what her real name was. Mm-hmm. You shared some mighty awesome facts with us. Yeah, and then you're on the next one after that, two weeks later. And then our and then our guest host will be my good friend Jeff Job.
2: You know, I forgot to say something about the art gala. I, I, well, okay, I know, well, that was great. Thanks. I know I'm going backwards, but um, I just wanted to mention that my daughter-in-law, our da- daughter-in-law, ha- a really also cool has piece of artwork. artwork there too. So, if you're in the Grace Harbor area, you can come to the Grace Harbor College, and it's it's up. Hers is in right the, as you go into the library. Right as you go in the library itself, up above, yeah. and um, yours is in the hallway. Um, if you come in the bottom stairs, yeah, it
1: is. It is pretty cool and pretty yeah. fun, but she did mm-hmm. a really great piece of art. And if you don't, if you're not in the area, I'll take a picture of it and you can see it. It's really cool. It's uh is it painting and it's got all sorts of it's different. It's actually
2: stuff in a it. multimedia piece because yeah. she has a sculpted hand, yeah, which is holding um, string that's made in the kind of little patterns, and then there's also drawing and painting on it. So cool. It's uh, mixed media.
1: Yeah. So it's really cool. Yes. Okay. So this week, mm-hmm. we are going to share the message, the second message that I did at the Baptist Church where you grew up. Yeah. And what did you think of the message, dear?
2: Um. Well, I really enjoyed it. It, you know, it wasn't a new message to me because. Yeah, you know, I know you've heard it all.
3: <laughs> no, I like it. I'm sure,
2: you do. I do like it a lot. Uh-huh. I do. Uh-huh. I I really enjoy hearing you. You talk in front of a group. It, it's something that it just seems like you're meant to do. <laughs> and it's nice when you actually get to do it. Not all of us are real comfortable speaking in front of a group of people. And you kind of shine doing that. Thanks. So
1: Well, they liked me enough. They invited me back in November. Yeah. So I'll be going back and doing another... Uh, Is it
2: around November 17th or something? Yeah,
1: the week of Thanksgiving.
2: Oh, fun. Mm.
1: So I have to do Well, wow. <laughs> that was interesting. We lost lights there for a second.
2: Okay. Well, it's stormy out. So Is it stormy? And um yeah. And yeah. And we different. also had a a it looked like lightning flash too. Was that lightning
1: or do you think a transformer blew up out here? Wow, this <laughs> is exciting stuff right here on the Taking With You podcast. Well,
2: before the podcast, um, we also had yeah. some interesting things. We had a tsunami alert. We had a tsunami <laughs> alert. Um, there was an earthquake um, off the coast of Alaska. Mm-hmm. And so um, we're praying right now for our friends in, in alaska and british columbia that yeah. they're safe and don't get hit by a tsunami all right evening. that's
1: enough dog come on
2: <laughs> so and we pray that our our lights don't go out maybe we should stop and save just in case <laughs> yeah well i
1: so, think we're back the power's back on so okay what we don't have though is uh internet anymore oh it just came back on
2: Okay, but well, we don't need internet that was pretty crazy, to record. Wasn't it? We'll need internet to to upload in yeah. a little bit. But. So
1: this message was entitled "The Night That Changed My Life," and uh, you want to set it up for everybody.
2: Well, last the last podcast, Rick talked about his kind of search for God and how he didn't really know God, but know much about God. But he went to a Presbyterian church in the little town of Hokwim where he grew up. And he um, was asked if he would be their youth minister. And he goes, well, okay. So he takes the kids to a, a, a Christian rock concert. And that's kind of where he left it. And it's a lot more entertaining if you go back and listen to, <laughs> to his talk last week. So if you have the time, go back and listen to last week's podcast. It'll make a lot more sense. But here is where he picks up um, at the Christian rock concert. Oh, oh.
1: Good morning everybody. Good morning. Oh, look at this. We got a crowd today. It's exciting. Well, as uh, how many people were here last week and got to hear part 1 of my story. All right, don't worry if you weren't. I'll catch you up really quick. You ready? It was it was it was 26. Thank you. I was trying to remember how many years. 26 and a half or so years ago that I married my wife Amy who is from this very church. And I haven't looked back because it's been an awesome time and quite the adventure. Last week, I shared how when I was a young man, still young, right? When I was a young man, uh, I was really into music, rock and roll, big time. And I was popular and had fun in, in bands and... Uh, High school was a blast for me, but when I graduated from high school, I kind of went through a a little tiny midlife crisis. My girlfriend dumped me. My good best friend, who was the captain of the football team, said I was an arrogant, bad person. He said it worse than that. And I started college. I went from the top of the heap to the bottom of the heap, and I went searching for something to fill my heart. And what I found, or what I will find today, you will, you'll find out, is that I met Jesus at a rock concert. Now, I know, you say, what? You'll see what I'm talking about when we get there. But uh, everything led up to the fact that I started going to the Presbyterian Church in Hoquim, Washington. Church of the Frozen Chosen. <laughs> and I was the youngest person there. Uh, everybody was considerably older than I. I was uh, a novelty And they began to um, try to get me to be part of the church. And of course, I joined the church, studied the book of Matthew to be a member of the church. And then I was inducted in and then asked to lead the youth group. And so I did because they paid me $25 a week. And so I began to lead the youth group. But then as you heard last week, I ran into some problems because I didn't know who God was at all. Yet I was leading kids, and I was supposed to talk to them about God and teach them about the Bible, and I knew nothing about it. And when I uh, actually hit a situation where one of the young boys in the in the group, his parents were going through a divorce, I didn't have any answers for him. I didn't know what to do. And uh, that's kind of where we left off, is that I got a call from a lady in Puyallup that said there was a rock concert coming up, and she wanted to know if I wanted to bring my kids to the rock concert, and of course I said, rock concert? Yes, I would love to do that. So uh, we made the money. We did fundraisers, car washes and bake sales and everything else in between. And we uh, rented a van from Whitney's in Montecino. It pulled up in front of the, the church. I had to get a chaperone because I was too young to drive. Well, I mean, I, I drove, but I couldn't drive kids in a van. So here comes the chaperone, here come the kids, and this is where we start into the second part of the story. Let's pray. Father, you're amazing. You show up in the craziest places because, well, Lord, you're always there. Lord, help us to acknowledge you and see you in the things around us and the situations around us. And today I pray, Lord, if there's anybody here that needs to hear the message of hope, that you would open their ears and speak to them directly today. Help us, God, today as we seek your face In Jesus' name, amen. All right. Now, as you see up on the screen, I wrote the question, where is God? And then I wrote, closer than you think. Do you know that oftentimes in our lives, God is there for us all the time, yet we don't see him. And I believe since we're created by God, he uses the things that make us tick To reveal himself to us, we just need to pay attention. How many of us are guilty of not paying attention? If you're like me, I, I, well, okay, ask my wife. She thinks I, what is it called? ADD. ADD. She thinks that I just go back and forth. I'm from the Sesame Street generation where everything is in 30 second increments. But really, I, I'm looking around at all sorts of things, but many times we don't want to see God because we might have to change what we do, <laughs> and that's a little bit scary. But you know, what gets my attention may be different, and completely different, than what gets yours. Have you noticed that? Somebody may be really into sports, and and, and they may be watching TV, and all of a sudden the commercial comes on, and... A sports star is on there talking about this or that and they're glued to the TV listening. Whereas I'm sitting in the same room and I start to look at my watch or check my email because I don't really care. But if it's a musician on there, I'm going to watch really carefully. But see, see how that works? Different things get our attention. And I believe that God knows exactly where each and every one of us is. And He uses the things around us that we're interested in, to get our attention. And in my case, in my case, it was rock and roll music. Now we can get on our high horse, and how many of us have done this maybe a few times, when we say, well, God is not in that, because he would never do it that way. Brother. And we judge, and we point fingers, but you know we always have fingers pointing back at us, don't we? We need to be careful not to judge what God uses. In fact, the message that we preach and that we hear, the gospel, is sacred. It really is. But the method is not. Now of course, you got to do that within reason. I mean, I remember hearing of a, somebody who was doing an outreach that was serving liquor at the outreach to get people in and preach, and I thought, well that doesn't really work. I mean, it probably works, but it's probably not the right thing to do. So you got to do it within reason, but you need to think about this for a moment. I really believe that what we say about our hope in Jesus is really universal. I mean, you've read your Bible and you know that hoping in Jesus is is what we are all about. The death, the burial, and the resurrection of Christ is our central focus. And how many are glad for that? Sure. But the method and how we talk to people about that needs to be tailor-made for the language that we're speaking. Missionaries that go into, the, into different places, guess what? They learn the language and the culture. And then they talk about their hope in Christ. But if they just went in and tried to preach at them like I'm preaching to you, it would never be effective. And so we need, we need to recognize that God does speak our language. And the wonderful part about serving God is that contrary to some religious opinions, Jesus celebrates our differences and loves our uniqueness. It's absolutely true. We were never ma- meant to be made cookie cutters for Jesus. Yet some people want to, you know, squeeze people into this mold and say, "Well, this is what a Christian is. You all have to look like this." I remember back in the back when I first became a Christian, so many people wanted me to wear a suit and a tie, and they wanted me to carry my big black Bible. And say praise the Lord, brother. That's what everybody was supposed to do. And there were certain things you could and couldn't do, and it was just there was just these rules and regulations. When in fact, God loves us and cares about us and sees us as very unique people, and it's that very uniqueness that is the expression of God in our lives to others. And we need to be able to be free in that and walk in what Jesus has made us to be. Okay, so here we go. You want to know what happened? We get in the van, we played Twisted Sister on the way up, and uh, we got to the... Uh, what? No, no, Twisted Sister, it wasn't Twister, no. It was Twisted Sister, the rock band. Uh, they were popular for the, the, uh, the song, We're Not Gonna Take It. No, it was basically teen angst rebellion song of the, of the 80s. Yeah, it was the 80s, wasn't it? Yeah. And we listened to that on a little stereo all the way up to the to the concert in Tacoma. We got out of the van, and we went to stand in line. Now, you have to understand, my only exposure to rock concerts at that point were rock concerts that don't speak about Jesus, okay? So I gone, recently had gone to a Journey and Bryan Adams concert at the Tacoma Dome, and it <laughs> shows you how dated this is, and I, and in that line there was a green haze that floated above the crowd and I don't really probably need to tell you what that green haze was, but let's just say it was. And uh, and they herded us like cattle and we ran into each other and it was loud and obnoxious and people were doing drugs and all sorts of other things in the line as we went into the... This is not the contract I took the kids to, by the way. This is, this is the one I just recently went to. And when we got in, you know, the it was just... I mean, people OD'd in front of us, there were paramedics taking people out. It was. It was crazy. I'd never seen anything quite like that, but it was pretty, pretty bad. I enjoyed the concert. Couldn't hear for about three weeks afterwards. But Well, anyway, here we are. We've got a bunch of kids, and we go to stand in line. And as we get in line, another group is getting in line with us. And, and one of them goes, Oh, excuse me. I'm sorry. Excuse me. I'm like, What? <laughs> then as we're standing in the line, somebody erupts in song, and another group joins them, and every- the whole line's singing. And I'm like, this is really weird. It was like they had a prayer meeting and a Bible study and and singing songs. And we're standing, we haven't even got in yet. And I'm thinking, well, this is different than I expected. (laughs) See, being a Christian, it really should make a difference, not in our church attendance, but in how we conduct our everyday lives. Now, I'm not saying you shouldn't go to church, you should. But how many of us replace going to church with being the church out in public? Does that make sense? I think sometimes we miss that. We think, well, if we go to church on Sunday, we've done our duty, now we can go live however we want to. When in fact, it's opposite of that. When you come to Christ, it should change the way that you operate your life. And it did in these people. I was watching people around me that liked the similar music that I liked, but they were... Different in the way they behaved. So this, that got my attention. The kids didn't really pay any attention at all. They were just excited to go to the concert. I was, on the other hand, going, this is really different. So we get in, and I told them, okay, now when we get in, here's how it works. Run as quick as you can to the very front of the auditorium and get right next to the stage because that's where all the cool stuff happens. And so my kids, all 16 of them, were like, yeah, so the doors open, and then again, people are not shoving, they're just handing the tickets and gently walking in. And I'm like, this is crazy. But our group, no, we were the weird-looking ones because we gave the tickets and ran as fast as we could, tripping over people, and we, got, we were the first ones up there. <laughs> and everybody's kind of looking at us like, what, are you weird or strange or whatever? But hey, we were there. So we waited for a bit, and then the lights went down, and the, first, the warm-up band came on. They started to play, and I was going, Oh, this could be so awesome. And they were horrible. Absolutely. The lead singer could not carry a tune in a bucket. That's how bad they were. I mean, it was, it was just like screeching cats. They, like they dropped a cat on a frying pan. That's how bad it was. And I just sat there and went, We paid money for this? And the kids are all looking at me like, uh, Rick, what in the world did we do this for? And I'm really considering just getting them all in the van and going home. It's that bad. And then a guy next to me goes, oh, don't worry, man. These guys, they're, they're horrible, but the, the next guys are great. Don't worry. I'm like, okay, I'll take your word for it. So we waited around. The band ended, and the kids are like, can we go? And I'm like, no, no, let's just wait. So then I had no idea what was about to happen to me. But I'll tell you what, God had my number. And what happened was the lights went down. And now, it was a very theatrical rock concert and their fog came out on the stage and the lights went through it, you know, it was very theatrical. And out, uh, or the music started up and out slid this guy in a t-shirt, leather pants and long stringy, greasy hair. And he grabbed the microphone and he started to sing. And that band kicked in and I sat there with my mouth open. You could have seen it hit my mouth, my jaw hit the floor. They were awesome and they play blues, rock and roll, and I really liked that style. So I sat there and I was just like, oh my goodness. The kids were stunned. And we just sat there thinking while we stood there getting smashed by the rest of the crowd. And we're like, this is amazing. They went through 20 minutes of music. And then all of a sudden the lead singer stops the music for a minute he goes, hey everybody, why don't we sit down for just a minute? And they did. Now you have to understand, this is really unique for a rock concert. Most of the time, people just scream and yell and do whatever they want. This guy had us in the palm of his hand, and he asked us to sit down, and we all did. And he sat down on the side of the stage, and he began to share about how his life had dramatically changed. And I'm listening. Okay, first of all, when God gets your number, you'll listen. If he's, he's better than E.F. Hutton. Do you remember that commercial? We're, they're sitting all, everybody's dining, or they had several commercials, and they're, everybody's loud, and, they're, and then he goes, well, my broker's E.F. Hutton, and everybody's, and everybody listens. When E.F. Hutton speaks, everyone listens. Well, in this case, God was speaking through a long-haired, greasy-haired guy in a t-shirt and leather pants. And here's what he began to share. He said, guess what? Heaven is real, and so is hell. There is a devil and there is a God. And I'm here to tell you today that Jesus, who is God, loves you. And I'm like, what? And he began to share, instead of what I had heard in my church, which was, there is a God, but we're not, you know, he's kind of out there. I was hearing somebody share how God was not just out there, he was in here. And it was... Blowing me away. He began to share how he tried to take his life as a young man. And he he put out his hands like this. And you could see the scars on his wrist. Where he had gone to the altar of a church with a butcher knife. And had tried to take his life. And he was discovered by someone. They took him to the hospital. And the family that discovered him came to be his friends. And shared Jesus with him. And that's how he came to know the Lord, because he saw a family living for God. And so he shared that with us. And then he shared about all these people in the music industry who I love to listen to. And he shared it, how they were lost people that they didn't know who God was. And as he shared, you know how if somebody's really speaking to you, your heart starts beating, and you think, oh man, they, they're... they're they're doing this on purpose. They, they're talking just to me. I mean, everybody else doesn't matter. They're talking to me. That's how I felt. Even though there's 3,000 people there, he was talking to me. But that's how it is when God's got your number. So he begins to, to share about what Jesus did on the cross and how he rose again. And, and then he shares how he said this prayer and received Christ into his life. And, and my heart is really beating now. And then he says this. I would imagine there's some people here that you need to get right with God tonight. And you need to, you need to receive Christ in your life. And now, now my heart's going, pff, 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 pff. I'm, I swear the guy next to me can hear it. And he says, if that's you, would you just get up and come right down here and I want to pray with you. And I'm like sweating. It's just like when, they, when if, if somebody has to take blood from me, I get all queasy. That's how I felt. Because I knew something was going on. Well, half the kids in my youth group get up and go forward. And I'm thinking, oh, how's it going to look if the leader gets up and goes forward? But I really wanted what he was saying. And so this is what I did. (laughs) I looked over at the chaperone. The chaperone looks at me, and he knew what was going on. And I I looked up there, and he goes, go up there. And I'm like... So I bowed my head and I prayed the prayer right there at my seat. The kids went down there and they said the prayer. And it wasn't like skyrockets went on. There weren't fireworks. But there was something about this journey that I'd been on. Because remember we talked about last week, God does a progression of things in our lives to get our attention. And then we have to make that choice if we're going to follow him or not. And that's what I did. I made the choice. Well, the kids come back after this prayer, and they're looking at me like, what do we do now? I'm like, I don't know. I have no idea. And we got back in the van, and now we turned off the Twisted Sister. It wasn't on anymore. And it was raining, and I remember hearing the windshield wipers go back and forth because everyone was quiet. And then one of the kids was bold enough to go, what just happened? (laughs) And so we started to talk about it. Here's the scripture that the man shared at the concert that we were at that changed my life. My favorite section of scripture ever. In Romans chapter 10. That's kind of little, isn't it? Sorry. Let me read it to you. This is from the Message Bible. It says, Believe me, friends, all I want for Israel is what's best for Israel. Salvation, nothing less. I want it all... uh, I want it with all my heart and I pray to God for it all the time. I, I readily admit that the Jews are impressively energetic regarding God, but they're doing everything exactly backward. They don't seem to realize that this comprehensive setting things right, that is salvation, is God's business and a most flourishing business it is. Right across the street, they set up their own salvation shops and noisily hawk their wares. After all, After all these years of refusing to really deal with God on his terms, insisting instead on making their own deals, they have nothing to show for it. The earlier revelation was intended simply to get us ready for the Messiah, who then puts everything right for those who trust in him to do it. Moses wrote that anyone who insists on using the law code to live right before God soon discovers it's not so easy. Every detail of life regulated by fine print... Excuse me. But trusting God to shape the right living or the right living in us is a different story. <clears throat> no precarious climb up to heaven to recruit the Messiah, <clears throat> no dangerous descent <laughs> into hell to rescue the Messiah. So what exactly was Moses saying? The word that saves is right here. As near as the tongue in your mouth, as close as the heart in your chest. It's the word of faith that welcomes God. To go to work and set things right for us. This is the core of our preaching. Say the welcoming word to God Jesus is my master. Embracing body and soul, God's work of doing in us what He did in raising Jesus from the dead. That's it. You're not doing anything, you're simply calling out to God, trusting Him to do it for you. That's salvation. With your whole being, you embrace God, setting things right, and then you say it right out loud, God has set everything right between him and me. Scripture reassures us no one who trusts God like this, heart and soul, will ever regret it. It's exactly the same no matter what a person's religious background may be. The same God for all of us, acting the same incredibly generous way to everyone who calls out for help. Everyone who calls help God, gets help. See, there comes a time when the story of Jesus on the cross and raising from the dead for our sins becomes more than just head knowledge. It becomes heart knowledge. And I don't know about you if you've ever experienced that, but for me, that was the night that everything changed. And for some reason, from that point on, every time I looked at any situation, I filtered it through wonder what God thinks about that. And isn't that the way we're supposed to live our life? I mean, we hear the cliche, what would Jesus do? We really should be thinking, what would Jesus think about this? What would he think about that? My heart was about to explode. Because I went from believing to believing. Now, let me explain what that means. Um, Oh, we don't have a chair. So, well, we have a little chair. Hmm. That's okay. That's okay. That's all right. If I was to set a chair right here, and I would say, "How many people out here?" All right. How many people believe there's a chair there? Yeah, you do. We we can see it, can't we? We believe it's there. If <coughs> if I asked Donovan to come up and sit in the chair he would believe more than you believe that the chair is there because he's putting his weight and his trust in the fact that it'll keep him up. Then I would even ask him, put out your feet and just let it completely hold you. Then he, out of everybody in this room, would really believe the chair was there. And that's the difference between believing and believing. We can all acknowledge, oh, God is real, he's there. But how many of us have sat down in him and put our faith and our trust, and our weight on Him. And then kicked our feet out and said, alright, you hold me. That's the difference between believing and believing. And that's what happened to me. My life changed because I dared to believe God. I want to sing a song for you um, as we close here. And then I'm going to share really briefly, because we're right on time here, I want to share really briefly of what Amy and I are doing now uh, to further the gospel. Lots of cool things are going on. But I wanted to sing a song that's uh, by Matt Redman. It's a really neat song called This Will Be My Story. It's not very long, but I think you'll enjoy it. So can I sing a song for you? Sure. Don't worry about time. Oh, don't worry about time. All right. Well, a couple hours later.
0: Surrender, surrender to a friend above all friends. Invited, invited deep into this mystery. So delighted, delighted by the wonders I have seen. This will be my story, this will be my song. Always be my Savior, Jesus. You will always have my heart Astounded Astounded that your gospel beckoned me Surrounded
1: Surrounded but I've never been so free
0: Determined, determined now to live this life for you. You're so worthy. My greatest gift would be the least you're due. And this will be my story. This will be my song. my Savior Jesus you will always have my heart yeah this will be my story this will be my song you'll always be my Savior Jesus you will always have my
1: pray with me. Lord, thank you for knowing exactly where each and every one of us is. Thank you for finding us where we are and speaking to us in a language we can understand. If there would be anybody here today after listening to what happened for me and how God saved my life, how I believe that Jesus died on the cross and rose again and I received him into my heart. If there'd be anybody here that would say, I've never done that before. And you want to get right with God, may I encourage you to say a prayer today and receive Christ into your heart. It's not a fancy prayer. It's not a magic prayer. It's simply an acknowledgement of what Jesus has done for each and every one of us. I said a prayer like this. I said, Jesus, come into my heart and forgive me of my sins. I believe you died on the cross And you rose again. And from this day forward, I'm asking you to be my boss. Be the master of my life. And that's how I prayed. So God, I pray that you would touch each and every heart in this place today. And help us to get right with you because you know us so well. Thank you for saving us. Thank you for loving us. Lord Jesus, you will always have our heart. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you, everybody, for, for uh, humoring me and listening to my story. You know, each and every one is, has a story, and it, and it varies so differently from each other. And don't ever, don't ever sell your shorty, Your story, don't ever sell your story short, because what has happened to you in your journey with God touches lives just the same as my story does. there you go (laughs)
2: i'm not sure what i'm supposed to say
1: (laughs) i don't know what are you supposed to say i don't know i don't know we kind of already prayed in the message so uh i was waiting for you to take it amy oh back to you amy
2: you didn't get a real talk. i'll just let everyone know how to get a hold of us you can get a hold of us at um Take him with you. Com, uh-huh. either Rick or Amy at take him with you. Com. Yes. Or you can get a hold of us on our Facebook pages, um, dot Moyer, Facebook.com forward slash Rick. Moyer, or Facebook.com forward slash Amy. Moyer. Mm-hmm. Um, we love hearing from you. It's, it's we do, it's so you know, nice to get week, feedback.
1: Last week, we didn't get hardly any feedback at all. I don't know if anybody liked it or not. So it was like, Hmm. No, I take that back. My friend Randy Crane. Thank you, Randy. Thank you, Randy. Let me know that he really enjoyed last week's episode. Was it him or was it somebody else? Oh, man, I can't remember now. Well, there was one person. At least there was one.
2: Well, I think our friend Sue asked us how church went because um, her dad was a Baptist minister for years and years and years, so she was, I think, wondering how... Our Baptist church experience went. We're so. going to
1: have her on the program again pretty soon. Yeah. That'll be awesome. hmm Our good buddy from, all the way from New Jersey. Aberdeen. Yeah. She lives in Aberdeen.
2: Aberdeen, New Jersey.
1: Which is quite a ways from Aberdeen, Washington.
2: Yeah, about as far away as you can get. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty and cool. Still be in the continental U.S. Yeah, of A. that's pretty cool. Yep. She lives on one coast, we live on another. That's true so we um, we're still here. The lights are still on, but I'm thinking that <laughs> the I lights are should...
1: on, but nobody's home. <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking
2: that I should close up so you can save the program and get it uploaded just well, in I'm case gonna, the lights go out again. <laughs> we're actually
1: gonna go out with a song that I wrote.
2: Okay.
1: For um, well, the, if you've listened to the podcast, you've probably heard this one before a long time ago, uh, but this is a song that I wrote uh, when a friend of mine had died. Um, from an accident uh, she drowned in a in an accident out on the bay here and uh, so I wrote this song and it's the one of the songs that I sang at, at my grandfather's memorial and it's a very popular song that we did back in the band that I was in and I redid it in the studio and made it cool and mellow and that's pretty fun it's called it isn't over
2: and as you're playing that if people want to keep um, both coasts, the east coast and the west coast of the U.S., in their prayers. The east coast is getting hit with hurricanes, mm-hmm. and the west coast here, we're having coastal storms and tsunami alerts. So please keep us in prayer. Someone mentioned the they have the west coast. The, you're talking about a friend of yours who passed away in an accident, yeah. a boating accident. And yeah. someone mentioned, you know, they have friends that are that are fishing up around Alaska, and I'm sure fishermen on the East Coast too, Mm -hmm. Um, with hurricanes and tsunami alerts, we we just had a 7.1 earthquake off the coast of Alaska. So please keep uh, um, prayer for safety that people can get in safe harbors and away from danger and
1: all that that stuff. Mm Mm-hmm. So happy birthday, Amy! Just want you to say happy birthday to you, happy birthday but, to you, happy birthday. That my Amy. Birthday's not for a birthday not happy birthday to you, but we'll have a podcast after your birthday. Oh so,
2: happy well, birthday. happy birthday to you too. We sing to you twice you yesterday. Sang, yeah. So I yeah. just want you to.
1: And plus, I don't sing very. The well, fact so. that you are a year and one <laughs> week younger than I am. Yes. And you'll always be that way, won't you? Hopefully. Yeah, until I croak over, and then (laughs) you.
2: Hopefully, I'll hopefully I'll always be a year younger than you. Okay. Yeah.
1: Okay. So everybody, thanks for joining us. Here's the song. It's called um, "It Isn't Over." And as soon as it is over, there'll be a few uh, promos, and we're out of here. So, so thanks for joining us, you guys.
2: Give my little blurb. This has been a more multimedia LLC production. Copyright 2012. All rights reserved.
1: Wow, you do that great. Thank you, dear.
2: In January, I'm going to have to learn how to do it all over.
1: That's true. Thanks, everybody, for joining us. We'll see you next week on Taking with You. Na, 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 na,
0: na, na, na. Is that-
4: Lady had died, my Lord, I knew this lady for years She comforted me when a friend had died from an accident on the bay I still recall the words she said and I can quote them to you today She said, life isn't over when you die It goes on forever, you know All that matters if you knew the Lord And who you lived your life for It isn't over when you die It goes on forever, you know All that matters if you knew the Lord (laughs) i <laughs> over, my friend. We are far from done. Eternal life awaits us in Jesus Christ, Jesus the Son. Well, He is no more.
0: impeccable taste since you're listening to this wonderful podcast it's one of my favourites too if you feel that you could squeeze another show into your regular listening though why don't you give mine a go it's called Out of Range and I talk about the things I love everything from geeky TV classic toys and brand new technology and gadgets you may find something you like or be introduced to something you've never heard of search for Out of Range in iTunes or go to the website at dangelus.com slash out of range I'd love to hear from you Happy listening
4: Hiya zombie Wanna ride? Uh, jump in I'm a zombie clown In a zombie, in a
3: zombie world. world Quite fantastic It's so drastic You can shoot me dead But I come back instead It's perfection My perfection
2: happy halloween
1: trick or treat smell my feet throw me half across the street
2: um i don't want to smell your feet thanks okay i hid the halloween candy so you wouldn't eat it
1: you did you buy
2: some (laughs) i probably shouldn't have told you i got it already because
1: i was gonna buy some today and we would have had twice as much and then what would we do then
2: yeah, I bought some but I hid it so he wouldn't eat it.
1: What kind did you get?
2: Oh I got two different kinds. What? I think I what? think Twix and something you, else.
1: You I saw you hiding it too.
2: Yeah, I did. I Just tried to hide it from you. It. I'll go look for it. No, you won't. Yeah, well. I'm hiding it. I like the cartoon I saw on Facebook the other day that said <laughs> um said I'm sorry I'm I'm giving you these healthy treats because I ate all the, the fun size candy bars. <laughs> already
1: and what is this with fun size that's not fun (laughs) is it fun to get things that are smaller (laughs) i want bigger i don't want smaller
2: well they're they're better for you if they're smaller
1: half the fat and calories
2: yeah especially if you don't eat five or six of them
1: maybe you can make some popcorn balls this year
2: you don't, uh, you can't get away with giving out popcorn balls anymore.
1: No, I know you get in trouble, but I wasn't thinking for anybody else.
2: Oh, you want me to make them for you?
1: Yeah, but then again, I don't know if I can chew those.
2: Yeah, I'm not Never sure. about that, yeah. yeah. Okay, well,
1: okay. All right, I'm going to go find the candy. <laughs> no, you aren't. Good night.
2: Bye.